this world has been connected. And now darkness within darkness awaits you. In the end, every heart returns to the darkness whence it came. Welcome to the Ansem Report Podcast. The A Million Dreams award-winning and longest-running Kingdom Hearts podcast in the world. This is episode number 202 of that very podcast. I'm Mike. And with me, as always, is my brother, Jason. Hello, Jason. Hi. Welcome back to the Ansem Report, everybody. Glad to to hear from you. Glad to see you. We are so Uh, back. We are so barack right now. What's crazy is we act, you know, we, we, we've been doing this bi-weekly thing, and we've had trouble even sticking to that, but here we are, bi-weekly. We did it. They said we couldn't do it. They said, they it said we couldn't. Done. They, they said they're just going to take their MDA and run. <laughs> we just, <laughs> we we just were going to be done. Joke's on you, mother We won. Oh, I wasn't supposed to cuss within the first... Minute of this. Sorry, YouTube. Uh, anyway, we have a action-packed Answer Report podcast for you today. We are going to talk about the best thing and the worst thing about each Kingdom Hearts game. That's right. The best and worst of each one. One singular thing. We're pretty excited about that. I was say yeah, like it just kind of like a little bit off the dome, but we thought about it a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of planning. Major I mean, reaction, some, maybe. Give us some credit, you know? Like, maybe yeah, I might yeah. be, like, thinking about it later in bed, and I'm, like, the guy who, like, wakes up in bed and sits up, and he's just, he's in it, you know? And I might be like, no, yeah. I should have yeah, said that. this. <laughs> this is the worst part. That's pretty tough, actually. Uh, but hopefully that doesn't happen. But before we get to that, Jason, <laughs> we actually have not one, but two emails from listeners Ooh. that we're going to read. Okay, okay. Cue up, cue up it began with a letter. Here we go. Mm. This first one is from our good friend, Lee, also known as Lagney. Mm. And the title of this email is, It Begins with a Letter. Greetings, boys. I'm reaching out to Mike's request in episode 42 about hearing from people who have been catching back up with the podcast. Oh, shit. I've been a listener and a part of the Discord for a while. Just tend to not be super active. 
As the host of the shortest-running and long-dead Kingdom Hearts podcast, what you have done is honestly incredible, and I really wanted to send some encouragement your way as the KH News drought doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon. No. No, it doesn't. As I previously previously stated, I have recently just caught up with the podcast as I seem to have fallen off active listening around the beginning of the year. You know, life, work, kids, etc. Oh, yeah. Listening to everything regarding the Kingdom Hearts community, March Caprice, Reconnect, has been encouraging and heartwarming as a Kingdom Hearts fan. But beyond those events, the community you guys have built is simply amazing. And while I tend to just be a listener and not active in the Discord, I still somehow feel connected to this community. From your involvement in KH community events to charity streams, heck, just still being a KH podcaster for all this time is an impressive feat. I'd like to share a little with you about what KH has meant to me lately. Catching up with your podcast had me decide to once again play through Kingdom Hearts, the Kingdom Hearts series. Like most Kingdom Hearts fans, this is something I do every few years. The difference this time is being that my kids are at the age to understand how to play games like Kingdom Hearts. Mm. So a few weeks ago, the four of us started down a path I've been down many times before, but for them, it's the first time. Yo. We've had loads of fun taking turns on boss fights, trying to level up, and most importantly, delving into the story. I can't begin to tell you how special and emotional it is to see your kids not only experience this story for the first time, but also enjoy the same as yourself. Well, at the draft of this email, we were only on floor 10 of Sora's time in Castle Oblivion. From the many questions and few tears shed up to this point, I know this is going to be a series that sticks with them, and I hope something they can pass on and enjoy with their kids. While I don't doubt me playing through these games with them was an inevitability, I really do owe it to you guys and your podcast for giving me the itch to play through the series again. Thank you for your consistency over the years to keep us Cage fans going so we don't lose sight of the magic of the series. I just wanted you guys to know the impact you have that that you have that reached beyond just... Uh, I wish I could talk. I just wanted you guys to know the impact you have that reached beyond just those who listen to your podcast. Ain't gonna lie, my kids are too young to hear you Cretans talk about Kama Sutra oh, hearts. Yeah. yeah. But who knows, maybe one day when they're old enough, <laughs> they find your podcast and enjoy it too. In 10 Stay years. Focused. Right, Man, have right. you ever heard of the ARP? And it's like He's that no. scene from Malcolm in the Middle where the dad turns to <laughs> yeah. Malcolm and it like it goes black behind yeah. him. Yeah, Son, that's, that's. I want you to know once you start, there's no going back. <laughs> it's so true. So We're true. We're on episode 1000. Yeah. <laughs> stay focused, stay creative, stay humble. I guess I'm saying stay yourselves. We'll be here to listen through the schedule changes or any H words that may come. No. Again, thank you beyond any KH podcast, even my own. Yours is the most special to me and my family. May your heart be your guiding key. Thank you. Lee, a.k.a. Lagney. And then he finishes Dude. it with, now yuck off. <laughs> thank Dude, you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. What a, what a heartwarming you. email. Uh, you know, <laughs> something I will say, I, I really appreciate every everything you said there. Like, I'm really glad that you're getting to play with your kids. I hope that's something I can do one day when, when Tara and I have yeah. kids. And um, that, that's really heartwarming and great. Um, you know, we just went to reconnect. Obviously, we've talked a bunch about it and not to rehash it. But... Um, we had a lot of people say similar things to us and I, I that does not that that kind of feedback does not take any like e it's not any easier to take honestly i'm gonna say the opposite a little bit to be honest really i think so jason I think, not staying humble i think no 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 i think before like when i would hear stuff like that like it, w it was like touching it was like it felt very like at arm's length i'm 
like I, I don't know how to explain it. Like it, it, it still felt a little bit detached, if that makes sense, right? Like, like, like you're like, hey, this isn't me. Like I, I get they're thanking me, but it's not what how it is. I just uh, didn't really know how to process it. Is more what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. would keep it at arm's length a little bit because it's just like. So certain certain ones would still like get to me like I might get a little bit emotional or whatever but like I think since reconnect I'm able to like take these and like actually process them if that makes sense <laughs> no, no 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 I, I get what you're saying <laughs> I I just have a hard time like accepting that kind of praise I guess mm. you know because it's like <coughs> excuse me still have a little bit of cough it's like um like you and I just hit the record button and we talk about Kingdom Hearts, you know, and like obviously yeah. it's more than that now for a lot of people and for us, honestly. Like I yeah, like yeah. to say that, but like it really is more than that. Um But it's just like I'm just like, oh, that that's so nice that we you know, that you like what we do, I, I guess. And I I I must have some like issues, you know, where I'm like, no, no I, yeah, we both definitely have issues for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> I think reconnect helped me work through those issues a bit more. And it, like, when we get the feedback, it's like, I would keep it at arm's length because, like, yeah, like, I don't want to be, like, prideful or anything like that, like, but at the same time, it's more that it's, it's not about, like, how good we're doing, it's more just, like, I am, like, feeling your emotions and their good emotions. Jason has become an empath. True. True. But, yeah, thank you again, Lee, appreciate it. Uh, we have another one, uh from sparks 33 who uh, was once under the name energy scott and oh, okay. they, they actually they actually discord messaged me which if you're not comfortable writing an email for whatever reason you are more than welcome to do that um don't be a weirdo as always but uh if you if you just say in the beginning of your uh the floodgates your, are open <laughs> if you say in the beginning of your message that you, you want it to be treated like an email we read just just put that just that's what sparks did so that was really helpful to me yeah um, yeah that works too. So you're more than welcome to do that. Is my point. All right, queue up, queue up. It began with letter again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Restart this that uh, email is titled "Feeling Reconnected." Hello to the ARP. I've been a quiet member of this community for a few years now. I was once under the name Energy Scott and engaged a few times with people. I've always swayed in and out of feeling a part of the community to no one's fault but my own, just simply because life is scary and sometimes I doubt my own contribution. Mm. Living in the UK, I found it hard to interact with everyone as much as I'd like. This led to feelings that I was failing to support the homies. I felt this was important to address, as I'm sure others may feel the same way every now and then and feel on the outside of a very warming community. Mm. I've still been listening to, away to the ARP, but deleted Twitter, and now Discord is my only access to the community. I got severe FOMO hearing about Reconnect, as again, I'm sure a lot of you mm. did, but I wanted to send out a nice message to everyone. Firstly, to everyone who went to Reconnect, seeing you all interact for years and then meeting each other made my heart melt. I'm quite sentimental, obviously, and it looked magical. I expected nothing less from a group of amazing people, and I'm glad you partied hard, maybe too hard from what you've said. I'm so happy for <laughs> you. Hard enough. And Not hard enough. <laughs> I'm so happy for you and massively proud of the bros for winning the Million Dreams Award. Man, I would have gone crazy in that room with you all. Let's go, Million Hell Dreams yeah, Award dude. winners! Hell yeah. Secondly, to everyone who didn't go, I feel your pain. It's making me shed a tear or two writing this, but I can honestly say that it has affected me more than I could imagine. Mm. I was feeling like I could never go in the future as I wouldn't belong, but this simply isn't true. No. 
After listening to episode 201 and hearing Tara and the guys chatting about their experience and everyone stepping out of their comfort zone, it made me extremely passionate to maybe do the same one day. Hell yeah. And I hope it does the same for those who didn't go. I hope everyone who didn't go gets their chance one day to meet the gang and hopefully reconnect. And hopefully reconnect is maybe the place to do that. Thank you to the ARP for always being there just by chatting every week or fortnight. You're helping without even knowing, (laughs) and I, for one, appreciate that. I now know, or I know now, that if I manage the massive job of attending Reconnect, then I'll be welcomed by everyone. Maybe you guys could have a UK channel on here. I'd love to connect with people from here, and Mm. who knows, maybe we'll all travel to the States together for Reconnect next year. We could finally answer the question of what the English sound like when they sing. Spoiler alert, we sing in American. (laughs) <laughs> anyway love to everyone and thanks know. for always being inclusive as a community <laughs> i'm hoping to engage with all of you a lot more may your heart be your guiding key now fuck off smilers sparks 33 <laughs> thank you yeah. thank Energy you oh dude yeah 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 um i, I want to touch on something that uh that they said earlier how you know um how they've swayed in and out of the community and, you know, living in the UK in a different time zone, it made it feel like they were failing to support the homies. And I just want to let you guys know, uh, no matter how you support us, it is appreciated and you're never, yeah. you're never failing us. And even if there are times in your life where you don't support us, meaning like you're just not active or you don't listen or whatever it might be, right. you're not letting us down. A- a- any support we get is appreciated and loved by us. Uh, from, from people that just listen to the podcast every week and don't engage more to people that are like in the discord every day posting nonsense you know what I mean like uh, yeah. everything's appreciated and and no one's ever letting us down you know no. as long as you in your heart have that um that feeling of, of what Kingdom Hearts is about right you're yeah. not like a mean person or like a a, a bad person you know like mm-hmm. or you're yeah. not just like rude to people like you, you're not letting us down so um I, I appreciate both of those emails tremendously like it honestly i i know we we talk about the emails a lot when we get them but it, it's not just about like oh it's like i mean th- there is a, a part of it that's like hey it, it it's content for us to talk about this stuff right like don't mm. get me wrong like they're helpful but like they also just like they motivate me to want to continue to do more yeah um, yeah with, with with the podcast and continue to like reach out to people and, and talk to people and um you know reconnect well, even on like a personal level that. too yeah 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 like it just makes me want to um, be better like period i right. think like that's the only way you let us down is if you're not supporting you you got to support for you sure first yep. whatever it is you're thinking about that you've been wanting to do and i know that's like something that like uh i think it was like dangus and angel were saying in the podcast or not in the podcast in the discord like you know meeting with good people just makes you want to be better like doing like regular adulting things after reconnect was like just like really easy and normal and i'm like i got like a little pep in my step type of thing and it's like Mm -hmm. you just Mm got to keep going keep whatever it is that came to mind when i was like whatever it is you've been wanting to do hey get on it get after it you don't don't let us down bro you gotta you gotta get better I I always tell myself when I'm faced with like a situation like that where I'm like should I do this thing I always I always you know think to myself if not now when right right and literally you know, now. If, you're, if you're sitting there like um going oh I want to do a podcast or I want to start making YouTube videos or I want to mm-hmm. stream on Twitch mm-hmm. 
or I want to speed run, or I want to ask the girl out that I like, or ask the boy out that I like. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to. I want to go back to school. I want to uh, get. Go I want to get a new job. I want to go to the gym. I want to start a diet. No matter what it is, there's two things that pulled people back. It's I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's too late. And I'm here and to tell you guys, wrong. they're both. They're both wrong. wrong. I, I'm here to tell you guys, you are good enough. Yes. And it's not too late because all that's gonna change. Like say, say you're like, oh, I'm. You know, like me, I'm in my mid-30s, okay? And and I've been in my mid-30s the whole time this podcast has been out. And if I would have said, you know, Jay, I don't think I can start a podcast or start streaming on Twitch because I'm kind of old for that space. All that's changed. You know, if I wouldn't have done it, all that's changed is that I'm older. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. nothing. If I don't you start can't now. Stop that. I, exactly. <laughs> you're going to get older no matter what. No matter sure. what you do, you are going to get older. So why not do something that you want to try to do? Right. And I didn't mean for this to become this like motivational speech that we're giving, no. but like it's it, real. Uh, nothing makes me happier than seeing people that have supported us succeed. Absolutely. In the same way, you know? Absolutely. Like that it, 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 it's just an incredible feeling and not even from the standpoint of oh, I had a part in that or that bullshit. No, it's just No, yeah, yeah. It's heartwarming to see people do what they want to do and succeed at it and, and you know, have have a level of success that they're happy with, no matter how big or small it is. And so mm. if you're sitting there right now going, I can't do this because I'm not good enough or because it's too late, you're fucking wrong. You're wrong. Just, just you're just wrong. Take five minutes to research whatever it is. Or like... Fi- I- and- we literally have like parts in the Discord where it's like, you know, we have the Swole Leon's gym where we talk about like workout stuff and health stuff and just motivate each other and like, you know, li- little uh, victories, celebrating it with the homies, you know? Not everybody has like a huge support system at home. So it's like really cool to be able to have, you know, the online homies and, and be able to see that progress and and just you know when you need that when you need that little like kick in the pants type of thing you know right we got you here's the thing here's the thing that like jason says there's plenty of people that want to help and support you and no matter if it's something you've never done before you're gonna be bad at it yeah do it badly you're you're gonna be bad at it sean's will tell you our first episode of the podcast was cringe i lay awake at night thinking man sean's thinks that episode was cringe <laughs> because it was right it's our it most is. listened to episode on 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 the podcasting app but it was cringe like you go listen to it and you and go we're cringe get, now <laughs> right we're cringe now but we know what we're doing now right a little bit more you, yeah maybe. You, you can you can get good at something by doing it that's how you get good at things i know everybody has the attitude of Oh, I want to be good immediately. No, that's not no. how it works, Yoda voice. You have to you have <laughs> to put in the work. And and you're going to be bad and you have to be okay with mm-hmm. with not doing well and failing and but the only way you actually fail is if you stop. True. True. Like that's the only that's the only way you actually fail. We didn't we we started as a joke saying we're the longest running Kingdom Hearts podcast and we're going to fucking be now because we yeah. didn't stop. We didn't give yeah. up. Uh, you know, there and and I don't know, you know, that's something for us to hang our head on. We want a fucking award, podcast award. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. still not fucking over that. We want a fucking podcast award. And for no for no reason other than Jay and I had an idea and we went with it and we kept we stuck with it. There 
we didn't pick up like any kind of traction till like episode like 30 or 40 you guys and yeah, that's 40 weeks <laughs> yeah that's 40 and back then we did it every week that was 40 straight weeks and yeah. the, you know there'd yeah. be there'd be people here or there that were there from the beginning that were like hey i like this podcast hey good work mm-hmm. there were people there don't get me wrong we had some OGs but it wasn't like it down. is now right yeah, it wasn't yeah. like it is now where like people are just universally telling us how great we are at this podcasting stuff and it's like because we weren't we had to put in the work yeah, Man, this yeah. this podcast episode has gotten off the fucking rails. But like, yeah. <laughs> it, like, <laughs> I, I guess I just have a lot to say on this, you know, because I've seen mm. it in yeah. myself and in my brother, yep, and yep, and yep. and in other people who, you know, just put in the work. Not everybody's gonna be regular Pat and get YouTube to say, "Hey, you're the gamer creator of the month," right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. here's the thing: Pat was putting in fucking work when he got that. They yeah, didn't just yeah. pick somebody out of a hat. It wasn't a lottery. Pat was putting in work. They recognized it and said, here you go. True. And he's ran True. with it. And he's still putting in work. Every yeah. content creator I know that's successful puts in work. Bioroxis ignores his family to work. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get beat up for that one. Um, I love you, Bio. Yeah, I love you too, Bio. But you guys gotta understand, like this, like I know it's like, oh, hit the record button and talk about Kingdom Hearts. I know we we say that all the time, but this is hard work. <laughs> like yeah, there, there were so many times we didn't want to do it and we just did it anyways. Right. And then we had fun. It, it's right. like the same thing with like, you know, taking some type of new class. You know, going to the gym. There's so many days where you're like you just don't want to do it. But you'll like find the motivation or like the reason while you're doing it when you don't want to. Here's the thing. Like I'm like and for every time I don't want to, there's times where I'm having so much fun. Like I want to and I'm doing it and it's great. Right. Not that it's like all doom and gloom. <laughs> let me let me let me tell you guys about my day today. Okay. I woke up, I took a shower, I ate breakfast, mm-hmm. I recorded a po- uh, episode of What Is This a Crossover episode with my friend Sean. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I went to work for 10 hours. I came home, I spent, I had, you know, a late dinner with my girlfriend, I put her to bed, and then I came down in here and started recording a podcast with my brother Jason. That's my day, and that's how my day looks like every day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, mm-hmm. because I'm so, like, now I'm addicted to, like, putting this stuff out and doing this work and putting in the work to, like, make yeah. these podcasts the best they can be and make our Twitch streams the best they can be. It feels I am, good. I I'm grinding and I'm not even mad about it. I'm getting five hours of sleep. That's all I need. Right, right. So yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's mine it's a was, grind. <laughs> mine was wake up, immediately roll out of bed, straight to my computer and work, work until like six or something. Go to the gym, come home immediately. Like I had one minute. I scarved down a protein bar. I had Japanese class. Frame one out of Japanese class, jump in here and record. <laughs> exactly. So, and you you have to like learn to love the grind of it. Yeah, it feels so good. Like uh, the the feeling of doing it tired, doing it where like you know maybe the situation's not great. Like right now, I'm starving. I haven't ate in like probably like five hours, and like I'm freaking starving. But I'm just doing it without everything being in line if you wait for everything to be perfect then you won't do it because it's never gonna be 
Like, right. especially with like streaming, you know, people like feel like they have to have all their alerts, all of their, you know, transitions, all of their scenes. They need to have great artwork. They need to have all the emotes. They need to have all this. Like, you don't need that. You will get it along the line. And even if you think you got everything perfect and you got it all right and everything like you, you took like an extra year to set up streaming because you just wanted everything to be perfect. It, guess what? It's not. You are going to change it in a couple of months because somebody came up with a better idea or you came or, up with a better or idea. Or it breaks. It all yeah. fucking breaks the or minute you go before shit. the stream. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Shout, yeah, out Shout out Streamlabs. Shout out Streamlabs. Exactly. So it's like, just don't do it when you only when you feel like it don't do it only when everything's perfect do it tired do it afraid do it like stressed out and anxiety naked. just do it just do it naked and don't afraid let your dreams be dreams exactly <laughs> that, that was the whole point of the segment uh is don't let your dreams be dreams and send us more emails damn it <laughs> Because apparently, apparently it sends me and Jason on a crazy spiral of motivational speaking. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to email us, answerreportpodcast at gmail.com. Or like I said, you can DM me on Discord. Please don't be weird. Okay. I know some of you out there are like. Some of you are weird. Rubbing your, you're rubbing your hands together. Egg. You're like, Mike just gave me permission to be a weirdo in the D. No, I don't want that. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Something all freaking weird, dude. Don't send me some weird shit. Okay. You leave that for the actual public discourse. I feel like so Nesquik is going to send you some are. weird shit. You know, Nesquik like, is going to send me. Nesquik. <laughs> I was going to say something really fucking perverse. Uh, anyway, it's going to a sexy minion. I, don't I was, was going to say he's going to send me Arabian goggles. I don't know why I was going to say that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. That's right. We're taking two breaks this episode because this went way longer what? than I thought it was going to. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the best and the worst things, singular things in each Kingdom Hearts game. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Ansem Report podcast. Jason. Yeah. Let's talk about what we think individually are the singular best and singular worst things in each Kingdom Hearts game. So, so I don't really good. feel like it. I don't really oh, feel like man. it. Let's just, let's just cut the, well, you know, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. I'm kind of yeah, tired. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I have it. a bit of a it. wedgie that I just, I don't know why. Pick like, that shit out, bro. No uh, I'm not going you. to. It's just like. No one can see you. Just pick it out. I don't even really have a wedgie. I have like a mental wedgie, you know? Oh, dude. Yeah, I hate when my mental ass crack has underwear wedged yeah. in it. My metaphysical uh, ass crack. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so let's start with Kingdom Hearts 1. Start at the OG. Uh, we're not doing like, like we're not going to do, uh, here, here are the rules. We each pick <clears> one singular thing to be best and worst. We're yes. not doing like uh chain of memories over rechain of memories, right? We're gonna do just rechain of memories. We're not Yeah, yeah. We're we're talking we're talking about the most recent version of these games. Um we're not doing unchained key over Union Cross. 
we're not doing uh you know uh the OG Kingdom Hearts one over uh the final mix version. Final right? mix, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. There's no so reason. That's a, yeah. So that that that's a rule. Okay. And also Jason and I made sure that we didn't say the same thing for each one. Because that would be Yeah, boring. that was the only other thing really, yeah. That was that would be boring. So <laughs> we're gonna start with Kingdom Hearts one, Jay. Why don't you kick us off with what uh your best and then you say a few words about it and your worst. Best thing about KH one, dude, the jump combos just feel so good. And that's from like frame one, they feel good. Like obviously like some of the like you can't really jump combo the shadows super well, but like anything you're hitting where you can jump and hit that shit, like the the kit like the first boss in Traverse Town or something, like it just feels good and it doesn't mm-hmm. stop feeling good. Until we get to the worst part. Which is the freaking end game enemies and kind of just the end game in general to me. Like, specifically, the Invincibles and the Angels come to mind. They're just terrible, terrible enemies. Just tons of iframes. And also, kind of like what I was going to put is like the clanking. Whenever you clank on the wall or on enemies, whether they're like carrying you like or like if you hit like a, the front of a large body or the shield on those like flame shield boys invincibles when they're invincible invisibles when they're invincible <laughs> angels <laughs> when they're invincible it doesn't feel good at all i don't care if i get plus one xp for teching or some shit bro that feels awful but anyway that's my okay. best and worst all right, Jason. Um, for my best and worst, and uh, great, great job on yours, by the way. I I agree with both of those. I'm definitely saying this for the first time, <laughs> not the second time. Uh, <laughs> my my best is uh might be sound similar to your worst, but it's actually uh, uh something I've called post game slash secrets. Mm-hmm. I, I think Kingdom Hearts One does the best in the series of giving you things to do like near the end of the game slash after you beat the game. Mm. Um. You know, the Coliseum stuff is great. Kurt Ziza, the yeah, Phantom, yeah, yeah. uh Zemnis is unknown ass. True. Uh and 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 the way they set like it's really the way they do it is really cool with like um for example, uh Kurt Ziza, you go to Aladdin after a certain point and the carpet's like stuck under something and you're like, What what is this? And you go out in the middle desert and then this giant motherfucking boss just shows up. Or same with like yeah. the Phantom in uh in Neverland by the clock tower. He just kind of shows up and you're like, what is this? Like, there's no like. It's kind of in the vein of like Final Fantasy end game where like you could just stumble into like an end game boss. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I need to get stronger. <laughs> and it's something I feel like that's kind of missing from the newer games. Um, yeah. They have a they do a decent job of it in two, um, but not not as good to me as as one. It's I just did, the I, data I don't battles. Think, yeah. Yeah, I don't think one... And Sephiroth, the, the, I guess. It's not just, like, having a good secret boss. It's, like, having a good secret boss that's, like, hidden in the world somewhere, right? Yeah, really just Sephiroth is the only one that's like that. I mean, I guess, like, Lingering Will as well. Yeah. Like, you show no, up and like, they're like, there's this weird me, portal. Right, yeah, Lingering Will, it's, like, it's clear you're entering a boss arena where, like, I don't feel that with Kurt Ziza or with the Phantom. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, it's like very tonal shift as well. Yeah. To those areas because it's like in the in the Disney worlds, like <laughs> Kurt Zesus coming and, out of the sand. And I'm cheating a little bit by including this, but it is a secret. 
I think the secret movie is for KH one is just absolutely incredible. Mm, um, yeah, I, and it's kind of what me, sparks I, it all, kind of right. Right, because it's like you're adding this mystery to this stuff, and it's like so cool. It's such a tonal shift, and it's so cool. And it, that's really what got me hooked on Kingdom Hearts for sure. Um, mm. is is those kind of post game stuff, and 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 the the secret ending. The worst for me is uh the platforming. Mm. Um, yeah, it, I've I've gotten a lot better at it now. Uh, but like the deep jungle platforming, <laughs> the monstro platforming, yeah, the uh. Yeah, Wonderland. Just Wonderland. Navigating hook ship. You're like clanking off the top of roofs when you're trying to. You know, it's, it's just. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. Hollow Bastion. Um, and yeah, Hollow Bastion's another one. And they were, you know, they they probably went too far in the other direction for KH2, which that that's a bit of a preview for my KH2 entry. But <laughs> um, I I feel like they were trying to because they wanted you know to the original plan for Square Enix and Disney was to make someone that rivaled Mario, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, including the platforming makes sense. However, it was just poorly executed, Well, the platforming is just so ingrained into early gaming as well. You right. Know? Very true. Very true. But I just think they, they do a poor job of it in Cage 1. Uh, we'll we'll kind of do Snake Ladder this, so I'll, I'll go to Recom. Okay, okay. Uh, my best thing about Recom, and this kind of when we when we thought about this idea, it was like it, this can be anything. It doesn't have to be a gameplay mechanic or a story moment or a level. It can be literally anything. And for me, the best part of Recom is when Axel absolutely just murders Vexen <laughs> in front of Sora, mm, mm. just with no remorse, Snaps lights him on him. fire, yeah, and kills him. That is a badass I, moment. It it is a very badass moment. I really enjoy it, and I, I people. It's got um, some Punisher it, vibes, you know? I kind of cheated here because it's way more brutal in Chain of Memories as opposed to Rechain of Memories. Mm. Right? So I cheated a bit here because I said, oh, we're not doing... But I, I still think it's worth mentioning here as the best thing. Uh, the worst thing for me is Riku's trip to Wonderland. Mm. Uh, the the way Riku works in this game, he does. you can't like change his slates. He has what he has. And yeah. his slate in Wonderland is absolute dog shit it's to the point bad. where if you because if you go to wonderland early on you can literally be stuck there because it's that bad yeah um, if you're, <laughs> you're not, not enough, enough level yeah and and it's just a really it, it, it's funny because it just needs a couple tweaks to the cards and it's fine but it like they didn't they didn't clock that in testing or whatever, and it's just to me, it's just a huge oversight, and it's really bad. And like they haven't patched it because it's like these games don't get like patches, really, you know? Yeah, but they didn't fix it in they you could, know like, the like from from the, PlayStation Three to PlayStation Four. You're telling me you can't just do one pass on the Wonderlands like pool? Right? Come on, bro. Yeah, it's pretty poor. It's pretty poor. So that that's my uh, worst answer. Uh, what do you what mm. do you have for recom? I kind of want to do bad first. Because okay. I, I feel bad about shitting on it <laughs> as the last thing I say. <laughs> so I'm going to say bad first. The worst thing about Recom is that it's like a quasi KH1 story rehash. And mm -hmm. that's just kind of a thing that I fucking hate about Kingdom Hearts in general is just how many times KH1 is rehashed. So that's the worst thing in my opinion. It just... Let's do KH1, but worse. You know? Like the, right, the interstitial right. stuff is fine, but... In each world, I'm just skip cutscene every time, bro. Like, it's not I even worth do watching. Do not yeah. care. Yeah. 
Um, and it's not even different enough compared to like Recoded or something, where it's like at least like the art style and like so much stuff, like like literally the gameplay adds to like how it feels very different. But Recom to one doesn't feel dif- nearly different enough, especially in the cutscenes. Right. Well, and what I was gonna say too, and I think we'll talk worse. about this more when we get to Recoded, but like. That part of the issue is that it none of it even matters, right? Because yeah. they're all like built from source memories. These people don't remember like any of this stuff because they weren't actually there, and mm. so it like makes it even more pointless, you know? Yeah, like he's not really well, talking to Aerith and like, Travis every Town. single time too, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah. Why don't you remember me? Oh way. Yeah. But sure. anyway, I agree. My most favorite thing about Recom is that it's got like the player choice is at its peak dude when you level up you get to choose yo do I want more HP do I want more slates that I can use do I want more card points like literally just that and then also your entire deck if you just want to spam hella summons you can just spam hella summons if you want to just have all level 9 keys on there you can like and, and just like changing your decks going throughout it and especially once you learn more uh like it has a bit of a learning curve but if you learn more about it like you can just feel very very strong with not a lot like you don't really have to grind which i'm somebody where i like the grinds in these type of games so it's a plus for me but even if you don't like it you can just kind of slam through the game if you just take a little bit of time to learn the slates and like what's good what's bad and yeah, I just like that you can kind of play it a little bit brain dead if you know what you're doing, you know, like leveling, right, leveling right. Sora, you just, you, you do a little bit of work making a really OP deck, and then you just mash triangle, you know, <laughs> like you just clear easy, rooms. Easy. So, it, but it's like you, when you put in the work to get that, it feels really good. Agreed. And that's the Agreed. best thing. Uh, what, what, what am I doing next? KH2. KH2. The worst I, thing. KH2. The worst thing about KH2. Bro, you can't block in the air. Mm. As well as Mm. you can't really use magic more than once in the air. Shout outs to Wildcat Diana. She is like she is like screaming. Diana's pumping her fist in the the people in the back. She's like, yeah. Dude, you can't block in the air. Like I can't jump up and like spam thunder or something. Like uh I, I gotta jump up at least in cage one like it would kind of animation cancel a little bit so you could do like the jump blizzards and stuff and that was cool but like in cage two your options in the air are literally just okay i can use like one reflect one thunder one whatever right or like one magnet or just an aerial combo maybe like a horizontal slash like those are your two options uh and it just doesn't feel great uh, especially because it's like a lot of the other parts of the combat are just so good, and 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 that kind of leads into my best thing about Cage Two is just how many tools you have, and that's why it feels so weird in the aerial department, feeling like I don't have a ton of tools, right? Like between right. like the drive forms, the summons, the magic, the abilities, it feels very good ha- being able to pull from different resource pools and always feeling like there's some type of strat or something you can come up with and find your own play style that way. Feels good. 
Okay. All right. Good, good, good answers. My, my answer for KH2, I'm not going to start with worst. I'm going to start with best. Uh, the best thing about KH2 to me is the kind of gauntlet run towards the end of the game. Uh, you know, when you get to the world that never was and you fight in the Final Mix version, at least Roxas, and then you go fight Zigbar, and then you go fight Luxord, and then you go fight Psyax, and then you go fight Zemnis, and then you have the Zemnis gauntlet with Chair Zemnis and Dragon Zemnis. I just think it is like, it, it's kind of hurt the rest of the games in comparison because mm. like KH3 was trying to emulate that and I don't think it did it as well. Yeah. Uh, and it's just so cool that whole lead up to the end of the game and you get to use all your tools that you've built up to this time. And I just think it's really neat. Uh, I, I really think that's like peak peak Kingdom Hearts right there is that, that organi- organization gauntlet that you go through yeah. at the end of the game. Uh, yeah, the sick. worst the worst part of Kingdom Hearts 2 to me is I kind of hinted at this when we were talking about Case 1, but in the way that Case 1 has bad platforming, I feel like KH2 knew that, but instead of just making it good platforming, they said, what if every area was a hallway? Yeah. Minus uh, Cavern of Remembrance, which was added later. <laughs> right, which was added later with the new movement forms. So they like added these movement forms to make platforming better, but then made no like um, effort to have like rewarding platforming in yeah. the game other than like with uh, the Cavern of Remembrance, right? And... um. I, I I just think that's tough. Uh, I I think they, you know, to me that's the biggest letdown in Kingdom Hearts Two is you know while the combat, um and and honestly it kind of links to your thing we're talking about. There's not a lot of good aerial options. It's because they don't expect you to be in the air very much because you don't. There's not a lot of verticality to the levels and that's level true. design. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and but to me I think that's a miss. So, uh yeah, that's my KH2 answer. Facts. Uh, moving on, we're gonna go to three five eight over two days. Uh, the the DS game, and uh, I'm gonna say the, for the best, it's the story. Uh, I think people often comment on the story of this game that it's very, um, it's a very rewarding story to to witness. It's it's yeah. uh really fleshes out Roxas and Axel and Shion. Well, not to flesh out Shion, she didn't exist before it, but uh, it it creates that character and and you know to the point where people were. When Kate Street was coming around, we're demanding these characters return because it had such an emotional effect on them. Yeah, uh, yeah. story wise, it even gives Syx some some good time. You get to know Syx a little more, mm-hmm. uh, and and, and just kind of flushes other organization members a tiny bit. Yeah, you, like, a little go bit out with them. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and I think I think the the story beats are really solid, but that also leads into my worst is that when it's not hitting you with good story beats, the game is kind of dog shit. Uh, Because the mission-based structure, I think, is terrible. You go days upon days without anything mattering. um, And it's just padding to keep the, you know, to to keep the game longer. Um, At least that's how it feels. And, like, you know, uh, there's some really bad missions in there that are just inconsequential. And it'll just be like, okay, day, day 242. Day 243, day 244. And you're like, okay, this doesn't like, this isn't doing anything for me. But like, in order to be, to have your character be like, yeah. Well, that, but in order to have your character be like powerful enough to complete the game, you have to do these things. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, you can skip a mini fight of it. Right. Yeah. It's like, right. The progression. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that structure, but I do think the story bits that are in there are incredible. 
True, true, true. Um, yeah, so the worst thing for me, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Mine's a little bit different. It's more specific. The motherfucking stealth missions, dude. What oh, in terrible. the hell, dude? It's like... I don't know what game came out like right before they started development. Like if it was like Assassin's Creed or some shit back in the day, dude. But my God, there's so many for no reason. They have these huge sweeping vision cones that like are literally like rigged to like a cone in front of them. But like if their movement animation is weird, like for example, like Lumiere, so he's like jumping. So his shit is like moving back and forth like crazy because his whole body just jerks. Like it's just terrible. It is like the worst missions and like type of little story beats or whatever gameplay beats in in the games like period. <laughs> it is awful. Agreed. They're 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 really terrible. Like, put put me in the recoded, like, little, like, tiny, exactly the same rooms over and over before I, I want to do another stealth mission, dude. Like, holy yeah. moly. Uh, but the best thing about 358 is I really like the slotting, uh, like, equipment type of stuff. Like, it's a, got, like, this, like, Tetris vibe to it, and as you're leveling up, you're unlocking more slots and stuff, and... Uh, always trying to fit stuff in and moving it around and it, it can be a little bit of a chore if it's like oh okay well th in this world like there's enemies that can't even be hurt by fire there's like so many of them but I had a bunch of fires equipped so these are useless so I can either back out and go equip a bunch of blizzards instead and and then like have a way better time but it's like a little bit annoying I could see that but I don't know I, I really like it uh, and it's it's really cool, and I think it lends itself to like uh, a little bit of what do we see in like recoded as well. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think uh, up next we have recoded. So the worst thing about recoded, and I kind of already said this earlier, it rehashes Kingdom Hearts one story, not once. But twice. Like, fucking how, dude? How? How do you do this? <laughs> like, how many times do you have to beat this horse? Let's just do cage one again, but worse. And then let's do cage one again, but worse than what we just did previously. <laughs> like, it's so bad. It, it yeah, made, it's bad. I lost my mind on stream. And that was relatively recently. Like, I absolutely lost it. I was like, there's no way this is real right now. Like, it's surely it's going to time skip into just like, you know, we will have off screen done all the worlds again. No, dude, it's absolutely terrible. They're like, what if we did like a little bit of like a re because it's like a it's not exactly H1 retelling. It's a, a re rechain retelling, which is just a cage <laughs> one retelling. But Ugh. yeah, just thinking awful. about it makes me upset. Yeah, I'm I'm triggered right now. My heart rate yeah. on my on my freaking Fitbit, it's up like 20 BPM compared to five minutes ago. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, but the best thing is the level system, dude. In a similar way to three five eight, it it was the most interesting part where when I was going through and looking at it, it it's just a it, it's a travesty that like it's just stuck. In this terrible game. <laughs> yeah. Like, if they would have had 
put that in like in like 358 instead i think it would have been way cooler but so like the problem with it for me like i agree that it's like a unique way to do it Mm -hmm. the problem with it for me is that because of the nature of recoded they keep changing what kind of game you're playing and then what you're like slotting in doesn't matter yeah that's true that's true you know what i mean like they're like, well, now it's a turn-based uh, uh, turn-based game, and now it's a side-scroller, and now yeah. it's, it's like what you're sliding in doesn't actually matter, and that's like the For biggest sin in video time. games. Yeah. Like when they turn you into Lion Sword, and you can't use all the abilities you've gained up to this point. Like it, right. that that's like my least favorite thing in video games, and so it like true, it does that. Like it's a novel idea if the game was, hey, use this the whole time, but I feel like it's not. Um, or like if. They had their own, like, each level had its own, like, level up system, kind of, and, like, you just leveled up super fast, so you, like... Or, like, what you slotted in means something in those moments, I guess, the different places, and I don't think that's how it works. I mean, could be wrong. No, no. Uh, For the most part, no. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Recoded for me, the best thing about Recoded, hands down, is the music. Um... Uh, there's tracks like No More Bugs, Absolutely. Uh, pretty, pretty Pretty Abilities. Uh, there's another one that escapes me. Pretty Pretty Abilities is the menu music, which is just yeah. slaps. Um, yeah. the, the version of Nominee's theme, the version of Traverse Town, they're just really good. They're like kind of pixely because they're coming out of like a DS or whatever. Um, and, and they're just really good. I use them on the podcast all the time uh, during the question of the week. They're, they're great songs. Uh, so that's that's my answer for that. The worst is everything else. <laughs> Every single part of this game besides the music yeah. is terrible. From the things you said, I even found something to hate on the, your positive because yeah, I, yeah. I just, this no, game true. is so bad. It's, it's so terrible. It should have been kept as a movie. I mean, it was, they didn't, they didn't remake it. Right. Which is a great thing. Yeah. Never remake recoded. It, it, it saved so many of my marbles. <laughs> oh, it's just so bad. And I don't understand. I know water cage is a big fan. I don't get it. It also retroactively ruins like one of the coolest scenes where like Sora, like Kyrie runs up to Sora and Riku and she's like, there's a message in the bottle. And then like looking at it. Yeah. And you're like, Fuck, yeah. I want to know what's on the letter. And it's like the worst game of all time. <laughs> it's like, here's, Here's what's I on had the letter. I a virus on my computer, and I got <laughs> scared, and my pants fell down. It's like, Jesus, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, up next, we have BBS. And for me, the best thing about BBS, and I, I, I kind of waffled on this a little bit because I, I, there's a lot of cool things I like about BBS. Mm. But to me, uh, seeing the payoff, it, it, kind of the opposite of what we talked about recorded here, seeing the payoff of that ending in KH2, seeing the payoff of the secret ending in KH2, and having it be that that cool moment where the three Keyblade uh, wielders are going up against uh, Xehanort and Vanitas in that um, in that thing, and and playing as each character during those moments and piecing them together when you've beaten it with all three, I think is really cool. I really I really enjoy. And I mean, the one thing that ruins it a little bit that ruins it, but like kind of makes me go, huh? Is they play the movie at the beginning of the game, so you're like, yeah, you're like. I mean, I, they showed it to you in the final mix version of KH2, so it doesn't super matter, but it's, it's kind of like, oh, I, you guys didn't have to do that. But um, I still really like that sequence. I, I think that Keyblade Graveyard they go in is really cool. The music there, everything about it is really cool. Uh, the worst thing for me 
about BBS is the command board, Vinny Game. Uh, I I know it's not necessary for you to do it, but there are some really good shot locks hidden behind it, um, which the you can meld trophy. if you know what you're doing. But the plat trophy and I, in the time when we were getting the plat trophy, I lost my marbles playing command board. Uh, it was, it's just one of those things. It's like if Mario Party removed all the skill and fun. Yeah. And then you have command board. And so I, I think it's pretty tough. So, yeah, that, that that's my answer for BBS. The worst thing for me for BBS is the Vanitas fights. And it's because he constantly, constantly is like, teleporting away and his revenge values are super low like you hit him like twice and he's already retaliating it makes it so you kind of have to do some pretty degenerate gameplay where you just cast freaking mine and just like roll around <laughs> like it's terrible and it could be so much cooler because like his music and he's just so menacing in general I, I just wish he was like a little bit nicer and then also like like make him a little bit nicer but give him a little bit more health or something you know like it just feels like you have to guard so much and in a similar way it's like when you're when you fight like zigbar as well like when you fight or brag or whatever like when you fight him as terra you just block like you are just blocking like right. the entire time pretty much so like those two fights are just dog shit um, but the best part of BBS is the player choice, you know, in a similar way where it's like, if you want to have like in a similar way to re rechain, if you want to have nine magnets in one Kiraga, you can do that. <laughs> you know, like right, right. if you just want to spam triple Faraga, you can do that, you know, just absolutely machine gunning Firagas over and over. You could do that. Or if you just want all like crazy slide dash abilities and stuff, you can do that too. You can and do I that. like that it's not only do you have that, but you, you can then take that into account for what forms you go into. If you're using a ton of fire, you're going to go into the flame one. And then after that, if you use some magnet, oh, you go into, you go into their next form. Like that, that type of stuff is really, really cool. Um, and I, w I really hope they make another game like that, like with the melding. I, I hope so. Mobile gaming BBS probably killed it. You? Diana again is saying, say it again in the back for the people in the back. BBS we two, need BBS we 2 need it. now with none of that mobile game shit, dude. BBS 2! Uh, good answer, Jason. Up next is DDD. So the worst thing about DDD is the drop mechanic, you know? And it's because, like... But wait, Jason, it's in the title! Let's just say, you know, you're in the middle of a boss fight. It can't just fight. be dream distance. You're about to kill the boss? Your ass just dropped, and guess what? You gotta redo the motherfucking fight, dude. Like, you might be in the middle of it, but it's just, like... It's just... Like, there's certain things about it that are cool. Like, you get you have some cool moments, but it's typically just annoying. Like, 80% of the time, it's just annoying. And yeah, you can get the drop-me-nots, but it's like, how you use them, you have to, like, go into your command board and, like, equip it, and then go out of your menu, and then use it. Like, it's just, it's just dumb. 
Uh, but yeah, anyway. And then the best thing about DDD is the coziness factor. It's Ooh, just got a the level, coziness factor. It's CF. got a level of coziness that other games just they don't freaking compare, dude. When I'm in the when I'm in the music world, I don't even know exactly what it's called. When I'm in the music world and I got the chef frog and I got the night frog and we're just rolling deep, just it's just so freaking cozy. Like it, it just reminds me of just, you know, sitting down. It's a nice cold day, but you're cozy. You got the blankets. You got you got some nice pajamas on. You're sipping some hot cocoa. Like that is what DDD is to me. You know, like I'm I'm chilling in the Three Musketeers. Like there's just it, it, in a a good way. The the story doesn't matter if that makes sense. Like when 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 you're in the Three Musketeers, none of it really matters because you're in a dream world, right? But it, right. it, it's in a endearing way where. It, it kind of reminds me of like when you're watching some like Disney Channel show, like you're watching some like Lilo and Stitch. It doesn't really matter, but it's still fun. It's still cozy and it's good as shit. I'm a DDD okay. enjoyer. You are a DDD enjoyer. Uh, my best thing about DDD is actually I really enjoy the Dream Eaters and their mechanics. I like the Pokemon Light True. of it. I like... Um, the that you unlock abilities through leveling them up and using them in specific ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's really cool. Um, I, I I even like having to pet them on the right spot of their body to change their nature. I I think that's funny. I wish uh, there was like a, it's a, a little better monka. way to know. Yeah, <laughs> stab it's him a, in his fucking eye. <laughs> yeah, sometimes just like rub rub the frog in his grundle, and you're like, wait, he likes it a little too much. Uh, you know, it's like eighty hearts. I, you're like, oh god, right. But overall, I like I like the Dream Eater mechanic. I think it's fun. Um, yeah. I think you can unlock some really cool ones, and um, I think it's a good twist on a Kingdom Hearts game. I I, I really and, you know as opposed to like they they obviously for story reasons couldn't have like Donald and Goofy in there, you know. And I think this is the next best thing is having these uh, little little monsters with you. One well, like the uh, team the up worst... moves and stuff. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, those are cool too. Like for sure, for sure. I I like everything about it. The worst thing about DDD. And I don't say this lightly because there are some problems with DDD. Don't get me wrong. But the worst thing about DDD is Flick Rush. <laughs> Flick Rush is maybe the worst mini game in Kingdom Hearts history. I hate it. It's not fun. It's yeah. RNG. It's glitchy. <laughs> yeah. There have been times where my my Dream Eater gets knocked off the stage and the camera just shoots into the fucking stratosphere. Yeah. And 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 I don't know what's happening. Well, um, like that. There's just like times where the CPU has is just at such an advantage and you can't do anything about it. Right. Like it's just right. hey, it's, it, get past being fucked by just stats. Like it's so stupid. Yeah. So it's it's just really bad. And I wish and you don't have to do it. I know you don't have to do it, but if you put something in front of me like that for completion's sake, I'm gonna fucking do it. So what? don't make it bad. For the plat as well, yeah. Right. Right. So, Flick Rush, really terrible. Uh, up next, we have Union Cross. And I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to do the worst mm-hmm. first on this one. Uh, the worst thing about Union Cross is that you can't play it anymore. Um, yeah. Because of the nature of the game, they changed it so where you can watch all the cutscenes now, but you cannot play the game anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I, I say what you want about the gameplay and the gotcha part of it, but I still think that's really sad that that's a part of like Kingdom Hearts history that you can't, you know, the same way like Vcast, you can't really play Vcast, you know, like that's mm. to me that's just kind of sad from like a video game preservation yeah, yeah. Uh, standpoint, it's you know, it's just history like, lost a little bit. Exactly, you know? exactly. And the story's still there, which is what most people care about, and I think that's fine, but I still think it's really sad that I can't go like, but like, oh, I'm going to play through Union Cross. I can't do that. Uh, that being said, the best thing is that I cannot play this game anymore <laughs> because this game is absolute dog shit. Uh, it's fucking predatory gotcha fucking bullshit. I'm so glad that I cannot play it anymore. It's awful. Everybody was really insufferable about it. Uh, yeah. you know, people, you yeah. cross is the best kingdom hearts thing that's ever had. No, it's not. It's bad. I'm sorry. The story's fine. Don't get me wrong. But like, yeah, the, the story's fact cool. That, actually. Yeah. The fact that this existed for so long and was just such a terrible, like tap the screen game. Uh, we, we deserve better as kingdom hearts fans. True. True. That leads pretty, pretty well into my worst thing about, <laughs> about cucks is that it was literally farming the fans for money for years bro the freaking vip thing the the, the whatever you want to say about the gotcha or whatever like oh it wasn't necessary to do you could still get stronger or whatever but like it's just like your shit's getting power creeped and stuff like it just feels bad to not spend money and then also like the amount of money that you would have to spend in this game was like ridiculous for like what you would get and then like uh the fact that it was for so many years to not really get much it's just like it just feels bad dude like you're literally just getting farmed (laughs) by your favorite game franchise just getting farmed dude uh but the best thing about cucks uh, I'm gonna say like besides the story because I just feel like that's kind of like beat to death is there are some really really cool medals and like animations that happen when they go off like the art on them really cool it's a shame that it's like you know you gotta hey I got this for spending $20 a week <laughs> you know <laughs> like, oh my god dude I, but I got my cool Zigbar medal like, oh my god, bro. <laughs> Just farmed. Uh, um, uh, up next is 0.2, brother. Alright, 0.2. The worst thing about 0.2 is those damn, like, stone ball enemies or some shit, dude. Like they, Just they the like ball spin. enemies in general. Yeah, all the balls, dude. The worst balls. <laughs> like, they stun you. They go invulnerable. Like, Oh my god, dude. They they're the worst. Especially like they just are like hella tanky too. Like you have to hit yeah. them so many times and then they like retaliate on you. It just feels awful. Uh but the best thing is finding out why Mickey didn't have a shirt at the end of True. H1. It True. makes it all worth it. All the stun locking, all the dying, all, all all the wave of darknesses you have to fucking fight, dude. It makes it all worth it finding out why Mickey didn't have a damn shirt. True. Dude. Oh, based. Absolutely based from Jason also, there, you guys. Also, Mickey looks absolutely horrendous in that game. <laughs> he does, dude. He looks like it looks like his fur is like 
really weird carpet. It's like the place oh, the PlayStation Two analog stick. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then like his 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 head is just wrong. Like yeah. just, his nose is too big. Like it, how did Disney looks, sign off on this? He looks awful. Yeah, he looks he looks fucking terrible. Uh anyway, uh my best part of zero point two is the opening movie slash simple and clean remix that played during the opening movie. Yeah. Um it, it fucking pops off. The movie's dope. The movie has some like as opposed to like BBS where they just showed like a scene from the end of the game that was already a secret movie. This one it's like they show some really cool imagery and do some really cool things with like Aqua and Terra and Ventus's relationship and getting pulled away from them and like all that stuff. And like the 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 Simple Clean remix just actual absolutely slaps. I am fine yeah. with every Kingdom Hearts game from now on doing using Simple and Clean as the opening song, but like just doing a remix of it. I think that yeah. would actually be kind of hype. Um and especially if the movie matches it this well. Yeah, like this, uh, the, the symbolism is good, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, the worst thing is that, that fucking mirror room, dude. I always get fucking lost in that <laughs> fucking mirror room. <laughs> Where am I? What mirror do I go in? Like, when you get in that mirror room, dude, I... So you get there's stuck always in a, the back rooms, bro. It's a right. back room ass level. It really is. Here's the thing about 0.2. Whenever I, like, haven't played it in a while, I'm like, oh, you know what? Running through 0.2 might be tight. Or I'm like, oh, I could speed run 0.2. It's not that long. But then I get to the fucking mirror room, and I'm like, oh, I, why the fuck am I playing this game? Yeah. Like, it just, like, everything just turns, and I'm like, oh, no, not the mirror room. Get me out of here. It's like so, that yeah. and the thorns. Those two yeah. are just like, oh, my God, Yeah. Dude. Yeah, and when she like just starts use magic like single on these ones, and you have to hit these ones, it's like oh yeah. my god! Or when she starts single handedly taking down dark sides, and it's like, wait a minute here, what what's going on here? <laughs> anyway, uh, up next is Kingdom Hearts three, the Remind version, if you will, and this is this is definitely a a very specific pick for best for me, mm, but mm. to me, the best thing about Kingdom Hearts three, and I'm a I'm a Kingdom Hearts three enjoyer. I like Kingdom Hearts 3 a lot. The best thing for me is the Ever After Keyblade. The it's Ever sick. After Keyblade just fucks, dude. It's so good. The form changes are sick. It's powerful. The shot locks, the best shot lock in the game. It yep. looks cool. It looks like the fucking tower from Rapunzel. Everything about the Ever After Keyblade is just so dope. And I know this is like the speedrunner in me talking, yeah, you know, yeah. because you use it pretty heavily throughout the run. But I just think it's such a cool Keyblade. Uh, I feel like the I, finisher I, is so long and does like no damage. Like that's the only that's, thing. If it did yeah, more damage, like, it would just be so goaded. Right. It would be too good. I think that's what the 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 conceit they took is like, hey, yeah. like we can't make this finisher really good because otherwise this thing no one will use anything else. Um The worst thing about Kingdom Hearts 3 for me is some of the weird story pacing towards the end. Mm. And what I mean by that is we have the moment in the Keyblade Graveyard where everybody dies. And then Sora has to go save them and fight the liches. And then he they come back like it's back in time? Like they got to relive that moment in time? Um, It still doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And Remind, to me, made it worse. Because then you have Sora inside. Sora traveled back in time to be inside Sora to save Kyrie, And it's just like... And then Sora goes off and he fights Terranord at one point, which he didn't do in the original title. Like, everything about it is just, like, um, it, to me, it's almost like Nomura read the Sleeping Realm theory and was like, I fucking hate that. So I'm going to do something <laughs> even crazier. And it's still, like, 
I know a lot of people are going to go in the comments and go, Mike, uh, actually, it, you just don't understand it. It's really comprehensive and woke, and it really, like, <laughs> you just don't get it. And I, I know I get it. That's fine. But, like, I just don't think it's good. I, I don't – I love Kingdom Hearts. I love the majority of the story. I don't think that section of the game is good from a story perspective. I just think it's bad. Yeah. Like, I think the first playthrough – like the shock factor of it is good, but when it comes to like replay and like thinking about it after, yeah, it's definitely not great. And there are moments during that time that are cool, like you know, Yen Sid dropping down, and like, like yeah. I, I do like Riku's speech he gives to Sora before everybody dies and stuff. So there's some cool parts about it, but just like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And I, I don't like to me. You know, people have always made the joke, "Oh, Kingdom Hearts confusing, duh, 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 the complicated story." They were saying that before Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. Yeah. But they, they were like, just Laura. saying that to reference this specific part, and they just knew. You know what I mean? Because, like, to me, this is, like, <laughs> this is what people think. People that don't know Kingdom Hearts, this is what they think it is. Yeah. And they're yeah. right here. To me. Yeah. And it's sad. It's sad. Right. Right. Uh, so, for me, the worst thing in Cage 3 is, like, that your tools being like so situational and kind of out of your control for the most part, right? Like using limits and team ups, you just have to hope they happen. And there's times where like from like having speed ran it, like, you know, Oh, it's always going to happen here or whatever. Right. But just right. still not being able to exactly choose just feels bad. Um, like the, the trade off is that, okay. Teaming up and doing the, the team up move with, uh, with Woody and Buzz, being able to just use it randomly when it pops up means that you don't have to lose all of your magic to do it, right? Because like if you did that in Cage Two, like you do your team up with like uh Jack Skellington, you just lost all your mana, right? right. And if you were smart, you only lost like one cast, like you did it right before you ran out. But still, now your mana is on recharge, so it is the trade off. But also, like, with, you know, uh, the, the just the team-ups where, like, you and Donald do the fire together. Like, it's it just has to, the, the prerequisites for it have to happen. And it has, like, a cooldown that you don't really know. Like, it's just kind of random. And then also the Keyblade forms, while you can save them, and they're super fucking cool, but, like... Not being able to just use a resource like, okay, I want to use the Ever After upgrade now. No, now I have to mash X with a magic-based Keyblade a ton in order to build it up. Because you can't... You still have to do a certain amount of Keyblade hits in order to get the form. Like, if I only casted magic, I'm only going to get, like, Faraza or something, you know? Uh, so that just feels bad if there was just a resource that you built up from hitting X a bunch, you know, like how the drive gauge works in two, I think I'd like it a lot more. Um, but my best thing about cage three is the movement is so freaking good, dude. It feels so good. Like when you're hitting like slide dashes up a hill and they chain together, that feels hella good. Like in the speed run, but even just playing through it the first time it was just so cool being able to air slide really well the traversing with like the shot lock like air step stuff is always cool uh the gliding and everything feels really solid in it and you don't have to level up a damn final form over and over in order to get it like it's not like gated behind that like yeah you get it after a certain le like 
moment in the story, but it just still feels so much better to have it that way. And then also on top of that, having the level design for it to actually matter as well. Right, uh, right. It's it's the best of both worlds where you have really good movement and really good level design. Like uh, going around in the toy store, once you have movement and shit, it just feels so good. It's like an actual well, playground, dude. Like it, it's, it's and sick. They, they took what they were trying to do in DDD with the flow motion and just refined it to a point where it's real. Because I remember when KH3, like we were getting previews of Kingdom Hearts 3 and they're like, well, flow motion's back. Everybody groaned and they were like, oh, it's not good. But it's yeah. so like, although you don't hear those haters anymore because it was really good in KH3. Yeah, it, it worked really up. well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, up, up next, Jay's Dark Road. Ooh. So the worst thing about Dark Road is like the identity of the game is just so shit. Like it, it, it's like an AFK grind game where you need to kill a certain amount of Heartless. Like, oh, if you killed a hundred of the Heartless, you got plus attack and defense and HP and all this. So you have to like kill every single Heartless like a hundred times. So you need to grind it. So it's like an AFK game kind of you can't like lock your phone you can't have it playing in the background you can't have it go into like a tiny window or something instead and it just drains the fuck out of your battery too like it reminded me of like pokemon go back when pokemon go came out it just would drain the shit out of people's batteries to the point where people are like buying like uh, battery packs and shit you know to be able to charge right, it. It, right. it was bad like that like it just it just nuked my damn phone where i was like i i I can't even be bothered to play this anymore. Like Mike had to play it. Like it just, this yeah. is just making, I'm already a somebody who where like my phone is low battery all the time, even though I don't really use it. I'm not really a huge phone guy, but like still, it was just like making my phone dead even more often. <laughs> right. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just awful. Uh, but the best part about dark road is the part where it, it, and what's sad is like it was just kind of getting going and then it got like cut and snubbed and stuff but like the coolest part to me was when you go to wonderland wonderland of all places like i freaking hate this world normally but you go there and xehanort kind of like he almost like does like an exorcism kind of like he like calls out a demon basically right right and it's like the reaper of fucking death like it looks so fucking cool and it just came out of a freaking disney character bro like the amount of creepiness and like oh there's like dark powers and stuff vibes that you get from it and then like knowing that like young xehanort is going to like basically lose to that as well eventually like it's just fucking cool, bro. <laughs> like that. No, I that, agree. I that agree. was so menacing and cool and creepy. And I was like, damn, okay. Let, let, let him cook with Dark Road. Okay, okay. Like story-wise. Well, hold up. But yeah, that's the best part for sure. All right. For me, the best part of Dark Road is the, uh, you know, the game had a, had a bunch come out. And then there was that big hiatus where they were like, oh, we're just going to end it. And I thought the story they released at the end was really good. Um, yeah, it better than um, we thought for had, sure. Better than we thought. I I had a really fun time when we went through it on stream. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the story quite Balder, a bit. Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. When I when I voiced Balder uh, with Mickey. Uh, but jokes aside, <laughs> like I, accident. Right, I thought it, the story was really good. I to me, like I know everybody loves Union Cross's story, but to me, 
this this is the mobile game story to me. This this one, mm. and it's not consequential as much as like Union Cross is, right, for the future, because yeah. it's just kind of Zaynor's backstory. But like, I don't that's know. I really enjoyed well. it. I really enjoyed it, and maybe that's why I enjoyed it more because it's not mm. like obviously there were some things at the end that were like, hey, this is leading to like uh, this the starting of Skalad Kaim and like all that stuff. But like. Um, it had good closure, yeah. It had good closure. I thought it was a it was a contained story. But on that same coin, uh, the worst thing about Dark Road is it's very clear this is not what they wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. When they set out to do this project, this is not what they wanted. They did not want to cut it short like they did. But when you're talking about mobile games, they have to have a certain Two amount of revenue. Animators. Uh, they have to have a certain amount of revenue or they're not worth it to the company. And it was very clear and, to me that it was not making the revenue they wanted because Square Enix, like, they will, it, Union Cross, uh, the City Opera Omnia, Final Fantasy Record Keeper, th- these are games that have really long lifespans because they're making money, and Dark Road just never got there. And I think it was kind of a half-baked idea in the first place. Like, yeah. They just kind of like, well, what are these Union Cross people going to do? We'll have them do this. And they're like, well, this isn't making money, so here's two animators. You know, so it, it just... um it's just clear that this wasn't a fully formed vision that they wanted to do. And I think that's sad. So that's to me, that's the worst thing about it. Uh, finally, we're on to melody of memory. And to me, the best part of melody of memory. And I, I want to preface this, I guess, because I was telling Jay this beforehand, uh, theater, final fantasy, that rhythm, uh, the, 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 um, what, what is the subtitle of that game? Something bar note. I don't know. Final bar line. Uh, <laughs> but you just had to say bar, and I knew it. Uh, that game has really colored how I feel about Melody of Memory in hindsight. I think, mm. um, not to talk, th- this isn't the worst thing, but like, I just feel like compared to the yeah, rhythm, and I understand that it's like spanning like 15 Final Fantasy games as opposed to one or like four or five Kingdom Hearts games, but it just feels like not, not as much care was put into this game. As yeah. that game, um, but that being said, uh, so t- to me, because I, I I don't think it's a bad game by any stretch, but I really feel like disappointed by it in hindsight. The best thing about Melody Memory is Preferred Whale Six being the dominant speedrunner <laughs> of Melody of Memory, the goat, just the the trailblazer, even just coming up with strats, coming up with pathing, coming up with everything. And just beat an absolute goat at Melody of Memory. Uh, that that was that's the best part of it to me. The worst part Those of it is that streams. they, ne- for sure. The worst part is that they never did DLC, dude. Yeah, like, come on, you were you you could have done Kingdom Hearts three DLC easy, right. no problem. And they just right. didn't do it. And the Kingdom Hearts three part in general, and and they gave the excuse, oh, they were being worked on at the same time. I don't know, man, that's bullshit. Yeah, like that. It just says. Well, the fact I know that music- it's like theater rhythm, like to your point, theater rhythm is getting DLC. Yeah. Like what? And maybe that game just did way better. I don't know. I, I just yeah. feel like it's horseshit. Uh, so yeah, that's the worst thing about it for me. Well, and like, okay, come on. Rock Band can put out DLC years and years. Like just do what they just have one freaking developer make like a pack and right. I'm sure you can get your money's worth. Like not at this point. The shit it's dead. But you could have had it. You know, like it, right. they right. could have made money and also it just would have been like it's just additive to your game. Like well, why would you not want to 
make the value proposition even better of this game. Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, I think, I think what probably happened, and we'll never know, but I think what probably happened is they, they knew they were working on Final Bar Line because it's the same Indie Zero, it's the same company. You just throw all the um, developers at Final Bar Line. So, yeah. so I think they were like, hey, we need to focus on this next. And so <sighs> damn stepchild. <sighs> right, yeah. right, basically, yeah. yeah. Anyway, what, what's your best and worst on Naughty Memory? So worst is not being able to play with my friends. Like, uh, why mm. can I not go into a lobby and just get absolutely thrashed by whale whenever I want? You know? Like, sometimes True. I just need my teeth kicked in, and I uh, now I have to, oh, well, let's queue up at the same time. Hopefully we get each other. And then I don't. And then I, like, hate the other person I'm against. I'm like, fuck you, dude. You made it so I couldn't play with my friend. And then it's like, oh, and then they get their song, too, that they choose. And it's like a cringe. It's, it's like Lord of the Castle for, like, the tenth time in a row. And you're like, oh, my God, bro. I'm so sick of this shit. And then you beat them, and you're like, fuck you. Even though they're just, like, a nice person just playing Melody of Memory. <laughs> It could be one of the homies in the Discord. <laughs> wow, I can't wait to play my favorite game. Oh my god, it's the Spike Getty Bros. Like <laughs> I'm just right. on stream. Let, let me let me pull up their stream. Let me see if they're streaming. And I'm just berating them. <laughs> like that literally happened. But anyway, Ugh. the best part of Melody of Memory is like when you get good at it, it just feels good. You know, like, I, I think everybody that, like, at least, even even if you didn't buy the game, but you, like, played the, like, a free beta, when you started getting good, you're like, damn, okay, 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 I see, I see, and it just gets you, like, so hyped to play the game. Uh, it just feels good. And then when you get, you start hitting those full chains and stuff, it's sick. Yeah, dude, for sure, for sure, I agree. I, and, um... I feel like I was overly negative on it because I do really like the game. I just think the at rhythm is really painted. Yeah. What my expectations are as far as like those kind of rhythm games go and, and Melody memory just didn't meet it anymore. Uh, so that's it for this little segment. I hope you guys enjoyed this. And by little, I mean long segment. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, it was, it was pretty cool. Like kind of picking and choosing what we thought our favorite and, and least favorite things are about these games. Uh, I'm sure, like Jason said, I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh, no, it's actually this, right? But, no. you know, I, I, I guess we'll see with that. But um, anyway. I should have said uh, the Oogie Boogie fight in Cage 2. Yeah, that fight's really bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I might change my answer. <laughs> anyway, uh, I will announce right now the question of the week for next week. Because it's related to this. Yo. I want you guys to pick one Kingdom Hearts game. One. It can be whatever one you choose. A singular. But it cannot be more than one. And I don't want to hear this, oh, I picked the 1.5, 2.5 click. No, I one Kingdom Hearts game. And you, I want you to do this exercise and give us reasons why one thing is the best and one thing is the worst. Okay. So that's the question okay. of the week for next week, so you can get started on it. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to do this week's question of the week, which is absolute nonsense from SB Cat. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Anthem Report Podcast! It's weird to do that twice in one episode. Uh, Jason. Yeah? It's time for the... 
Question of the Week. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Afroxis. I hope you're doing well, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, this week's question of the week comes from SBCAP. Both pilots go down. Which Kingdom Hearts character slash duo can land a plane without prior training? <laughs> this is just absolute nonsense. Uh, Egg answers first. As much as I hate that bitch, it's probably going to be Riku. Okay. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. Uh, Lotus, a.k.a. Ed. Shout out to Ed. Yo, Ed. Donald and Goofy, obviously. True. Yeah, Goofy kind of has that, like crackhead energy where like he would just pull it off but like not because of anything he did like he just lucked out you know but also he has training because he flies a gummy ship right right and Donald I guess I was thinking more of like you know those like goofy like shorts or whatever yeah where it was basically some Tom and Jerry shit you know <laughs> yeah when he does the, oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah 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 definitely <laughs> um V says, Aqua, she's the only responsible one, but Sora, Donald, Goofy all seem to have experience flying a gummy ship. Mm-mm. Good answer. I guess, I, guess, I guess I'd literally even think about the gummy ship when... Yeah, me <laughs> neither. Me neither. <laughs> me neither. Uh, zombie, yeah, man, says, yeah. Aqua, Terra, Ventus could fly it like they're, like they're Keyblades. True. Zombie then also says, Egg is cringe. I agree. True. Nice job, zombie. Uh, Angel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Says Aqua and Terra literally drive their Keyblades. Dude, guys. That's a good answer. Have you seen how many, like, switches and buttons and shit are inside of a cockpit of an airplane? Yeah. yeah it's not just stand on a Keyblade and hit the button on your shoulder, all right? <sighs> uh, Chede says... Technically, Launchpad is in Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, and he's a pilot, so... <laughs> okay, Second okay. person, Zemnis flew a Dargan. So that's the combo right there. He did fly mm. a Dargan. Zemnis True. and Launchpad. What a... what a Name a more iconic duo. I can't. I can't. Uh, Dengus says Goofy and Donald can land a 747 any day of the week. I'm pretty sure both of them, at least Donald, were canonically in the military, and Goofy yeah. just has inherent BDE. Mm, yeah, Tara would let some bad guy trick him into flying into the wrong destination. Aqua would sacrifice herself to send the plane into another dimension, <laughs> and Ventus would sleep through the crash. He Sora would. wouldn't be able to board the plane because no one told him about the plane until KH3. Riku could maybe do, and Kairi would be locked in the brig because she needs more training to land the plane. She spent Man. years in an infinite, timeless realm doing nothing but learning to land planes. No. <laughs> uh, Claudia DLC says, I thought if Donald Duck and Mickey would land the plane better, I kind of wish Launchpad launch from DuckTales would be okay in landing the plane, but he's not in Kingdom Hearts character, so I feel like they would do the job in landing a plane. Except he is in Union Cross, we've been told by Chaney. Technically, Crazy Comics, shout out to Crazy Comics, says, Ansem the Wise, because he's freaking wise. That's true. That's actually, yeah, that's actually facts. He, he would, like, monologue while doing it, too. That's I was just going to say that. 
I'm going to land this plane because I am the only one who is able to land it. And I'm the only one who's able to land it because I have thought about how the nobodies really don't have feelings and they're not- Fuck they're nobodies. Not any, they're they're fuck subhuman. Them. Fuck- They're subhuman scum. The nobodies. <laughs> they don't- They're not able to have any I feelings wish I could, ever. I wish I could hit nobodies with this plane as I was landing it. Oh no. <laughs> No, don't don't crash it into the fucking nobody tower. Uh, <laughs> oh no, no, no! Answer the wise. No, you've already committed enough war crimes. True. Yeah, that, that, that's that's canon now. That's in my head, canon. Uh, I missed earlier where Ed said Chippendale, actually. He changed his answer. And Brandon, shout to Brandon, said, This is 100% the most accurate answer possible. So Chippendale, you know. Yeah. Uh, that was literally my answer. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Uh, Billy hmm. the Kid, Lawrence, <laughs> says, V is right. Aqua is going to bring everybody down without a scratch. It's that motherly instinct to keep all the babies safe. <laughs> Mommy. Mommy. Folsey says, out of the blue, but nominate, I feel her drawing skills on the fly would work well here to land a plane. Okay. Key says, probably definitely Chippendale, not Donald. He literally crashed the gummy ship fighting with Sora. LOL. True. That's true. That's true. But that's actually not canon because Deep Jungle is not canon anymore. Uh, <laughs> Inertia just posted a, a gif of Donald. And he's sweating, so I'm assuming he means Donald is going to do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Ch sure. Cherry Theoden says, "Brain, because some of the bootstrap paradox bullshit where he read about himself landing the plane in the Book of Prophecies, which he uses to learn how to land the plane, so that when the time comes, he can land the plane and have the moment recorded in the Book of Prophecies for him to learn from in the past." Also yeah. nominated is there, but mostly for vibes. Yeah. Basically, I've got Brain being a character in Lost. Nominate is, of course, Sun in this retelling because they are both best girl. That was a Lost reference for anybody who didn't know. Cheese and Quacker says, It's got to be the iconic duo Ansem the Wise and Dylan slash Zaldin. Cat champ. Okay. Okay. Ansem will learn to fly the plane because he's IRL nerd emoji. <laughs> and Dylan will calm all the passengers down with his great shoulder pats. He may not speak. But his actions are a million times louder yeah, than that's words. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. They, they ring true. Uh, Mark Creation Studio says, Terra and Aqua for sure. They both can fly their Keyblade gliders pretty well. Pink says, I initially thought Chippendale, but they have never actually fly around the gummy ship, so maybe they are too small. My second choice would be Sora and Riku. <laughs> maybe just they are too small. They're like three inches tall. <laughs> I am thinking maybe they are too small. <laughs> I don't know. They, Guys, they also it's did one the, in the morning, dude. Give me some slack. They did. They did the thinking emoji when they hmm. said that too. Hmm. Maybe they're too small. <laughs> My second choice would be Sora and Riku, just because their will to save everyone would probably motivate them enough or give them enough adrenaline to figure it out. Hmm. Kyrie's bro says, My brain went to Zaldin and Alexius. Sadly, they have to do it in complete silence. They'd get it done. They would. SPCAT says, Who else could we trust to land these planes but Zigbar and... Wait, what? That can't be right. Zigbar and 
Travis from Traverse Town? Weird. <laughs> anyway, yeah, two of the best characters in KH can naturally land a plane without no training. Just keep an eye on Travis. He has a weird basement. There you go. Ask me what? There's something about Travis basement lore that I don't know, and I don't. Yeah, I don't know. know this. I might be I on a list if I know. He might take me out. Uh, Jip says, guys, the answer is so obviously Sid. Have you clacked those keys That's on true. the computer in Merlin's house? He's going so hard for no damn reason. Never seen anyone use their shoulders shoulders to type on a keyboard. <laughs> if I had to pick a co-pilot, I guess I would pick Zexion. People picking Sora, assuming this is a gummy ship. If it's a commercial plane, he's fucked. Sora couldn't even figure out his damn smartphone. That's I don't true. computer. That's Bro, true. no way this motherfucker is landing a plane. Zaxian <laughs> is smart enough to do it, I think. <laughs> That's so fucking true. But here's the thing. He's a smartphone. Egg calls out Jip here with the next post saying, Jip doesn't know a thing about Final Fantasy, yet he chose the only character who's a pilot, LMAO. <laughs> yeah, dude, he could sense the big dick pilot energy, dude. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Arziki says, we all know the only Ansem, I mean answer, is Pence. W-A-P. We're all Pence. True. Pence would clutch it out. He's got the clutch he factor. He, he's, he can't wait to get to Sleuthin on how to fly that plane. <laughs> uh, Stinky Panda says, I kind of think Shion would be a good bet, mostly stemming from the fact that she was able to just completely hack all of Castle Bluffing computers when finding info about herself. And, of course, Zemnit would be the airport marshal leading her in. True. <gasps> True. True. Leaving? <laughs> it's like, leaving. They're clearly coming in. He, like, keeps asking. Leaving? Like, no. Leaving? You're supposed to help No, we're trying me. to land. You're supposed, you're supposed to welcome me. We have a plane leaving on runway six. Uh, what, what's your answer for this question, Jay? Dude, I already said it earlier. It's mother sucking Chip and Chip, 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 and You kidding me, dude? I don't care, dude. Wow, Tatsu, you uh, killed them all! I, I, I imagine, like, they're both jumping up and down in order to control, like, each side. Like, they're only using one of the freaking... Because, I mean, only, only one of the pilots is actually, like, doing it. The other one is just there in case, you know? Like, they're flipping right, the switches. Right, right. They're making sure they're good. But, like... Chip and Dale, they have to both use the same one, and they're, like, jumping up and down and shit in order to do it. One of them's, like, yeah. riding, and he's, look he he's looking at the stats, like, to the left, to the left. Sorry, the right. But it would work. They would do it. And then they'd hit a, they'd hit a mother-sucking salute. Like, they're not even on the controls anymore. As they, like, roll up, and, like, air traffic control just sees them standing on, like, the dash, and they're just hitting the the cleanest salute just knowing it's gonna stop exactly what it needs to just like swag finish they would do that trope that's in movies where he's like go left go left and the guy goes right he goes your other left <laughs> yeah true true wow chipper <laughs> what, what what's the he, what's the he's thing right they behind me isn't football? he <laughs> what's the thing they say in in, in you see, uh, like, some, like, nut. Uh, 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 here's my acorn shot. It's like, ready or the, not, here comes ready the acorn shot. Ready or not, here's shot. the acorn shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, acorn Holy shot shit. all over that runway, dude. Okay, so here's the thing. My answer, and I'm ashamed of Egg of Dog. We're not saying this is his answer, but the mm. answer's Pete. 
Pete could fly a motherfucking plane, dude. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I feel Pete it. Would, Pete would bring that plane down safely and then walk through the aisles gloating. Yeah. About yeah. how none of you other losers could do it. But then Mickey would get the fucking credit, though. Like, Mickey's just in there, like, shitting himself. Like, he probably yeah. passes out. He faints. But Pete lands that shit, and then they're like, we all know Mickey probably did it. Huh? Oh, well, I guess I did land the plane, didn't I? Ha ha ha. Yeah. And they're, he's like, oh, rat. man. Like, Pete Pete just has Damn to go home rat. dejected to his super fucking hot wife. Yeah, so he's by winning. By the way, he's winning. He's winning no matter what. He's winning no matter he what. He can land the Peg, plane. <laughs> Peg Pete is an absolute <laughs> unit. Okay? Pete. Pete. <sighs> If he lives on that plane crash, it doesn't matter if the if the plane crashed or landed properly. If he lives, he's still winning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Peg Pete. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kevin James meme when people ask Pete how he got such a hot wife. Yeah, he's true. just standing there with his hands in his hey, pocket, shrugging. What can I, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that's going to do it for the question of the week. Like we said earlier, uh, next week's question of the week is pick a Kingdom Hearts game and tell me the best thing about it and the worst thing about it. One, uh, one Kingdom Hearts game, please. Uh, we appreciate you guys answering the question of the week. We have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, we're going to continue to do it until it doesn't make sense anymore because there's too many fucking of you guys to do it. But we're not there yet, so we'll keep rolling. Um... And that's going to do it for this episode, this extra-sized episode of the Answer Report Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening and watching. Hope you had a good time. Uh, I email did. us at answerreportpodcast at gmail.com. I had a great time. Uh, email us there. Hit us up on the Discord if you're not in there already. Just a lot Please. of really goaded people in the Discord. Leave us some reviews for the love of God. Yeah. Leave us an Apple Podcast review uh, and we'll Please. read it on air. Or if you just do the five star one on Spotify, you can't leave like an actual review, but you can still give us five stars. Do that because that helps reviews. with the quote unquote algorithm. And then finally, I'm going to do a little bit of a self plug here. Uh, me and Sean, a member of the Discord who you might know from various projects. Uh, season two of our Bojack Horseman podcast. What is this? A crossover episode. Uh, the first episode's out of season two, and they're going to be dropped. out every Monday for the next 12 weeks. Uh, and we're going to keep going until we finish the show. So uh, if you like me, you'll probably like that podcast. You just have to deal with Sean. If you yeah. like Sean, you'll probably like the podcast. You just have to deal with me. If you like us both, great. If you don't like either of us and you like Bojack Horseman, you should still listen anyway because it's a fun time. So what is oh, this yeah. a crossover episode is the name of the podcast. Check it out. Thank you for listening and watching, everybody. We will see you in two weeks for episode 203. Jason, hit him with it. May your heart be your guiding key. Thank you. Now fuck off. Hey guys, it's 3 in the morning and I just finished editing the podcast and I realized I didn't uh, read off the patrons. So uh, it's just me today, but I'm going to read off the patrons for you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us. If you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash super spike getty bros. I'm tired. Famous for nothing. Billy the Kid Lawrence. Corinne Ver. Espy Cat. Iron Aggro. 
Lisa S. Mr. Trumpeter, 7-Eleven. Swarles Barkley. Zach P. Pokemon Trainer J. Dr. Lambic. Elbow Juice. It's your boy, Woody. Candelo. Jip214. Frank Verg, that's my commish. Fabio, the iguana. Vetus. Boomer for KH. Happy birthday, Boomer! Lands of Masters. Regular Pat, YT. What's up, Carl? Strawberry Mango. Librarian Gamer. Afro Roxas. Chenny. Travis Town, Jr. Phil Games. Dickbutt23. And Batuke Anda. Thank you guys so much for supporting us over at patreon.com slash super spike eddie bros. It goes a long way to helping us with a lot of things. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to put some more uh, exclusive content up there for you guys. But uh, until next time, uh, we'll see you later.